Welcome to the other party, got that vibe Well, you know we getting lit and come alive And you know we got that light so we gon' shine And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah Hey, it's Chris, and welcome to the after party. Uh, this is going to be a fun episode. We're going to talk about uh, some Apple Watch stuff, some iPhone accessory stuff. We're going to get into the newish HomePod home theater mode, which I'm loving, even though I only have one single original big HomePod. Although I should say the two HomePod minis did arrive today. So that content's probably gonna be hitting the main channel, I would say next week. And speaking of things that came today, uh, the M1 13 inch MacBook Pro also arrived at the PO box. So really excited to dig into that. I know you guys are gonna be excited for that as well. You know, everybody's out there and they're throwing in like, you know, little 4K clips into Final Cut on this 13 inch and they're saying, wow, so amazing. Well, look, I'm gonna throw in like five or six you know, multi-cam angles and see what that thing can handle. Uh, also coming up in this episode of the podcast, we're gonna be talking about NVIDIA's GeForce Now service, which is now available for your iPhone and your iPad, which means, yep, you can play Fortnite again. Don't know where you fall in the debate. Don't really care. It's just an interesting service. And we're gonna go through how you can get it set up. So should we talk about the channel a little bit before we get into it? This week, um, I didn't get that much accomplished. <laughs> in terms of videos up on the channel. I can't believe I'm saying that again. Every week I'm like, I'm gonna hit five videos this week and it turns out to be two. Well, once again, it was another two video week, kind of. Of course, the clips on the Clips channel are taking up a lot of time, but it's pretty much worth it. It's necessary, it's good. As a YouTuber, I'm diversifying. Um, you know, something I learned with the blog. When the Penguin update hit the original Daily Tech blog, and bombed our search engine results and all our search engine optimization just disappeared basically overnight. Uh, I don't wanna have all my eggs in one basket, you know, as a YouTuber, if something happens to the main channel. So that's why the clip channel kind of exists from my perspective, why it's important, but you know, it wouldn't, you know, have a life as a separate channel if people weren't interested in it and liking it. And it's growing, it's kind of fun to watch that grow. I did release a video that I was excited about, and I can see that you guys are too, because it jumped up to number one in uh, the, the videos from the last 10 videos. That was make macOS Big Sur extra worth it. Basically some tips, how to get the most out of it. Showing off some features that you guys will find useful, hopefully, and some things are just kind of cool to know about. And I'm surprised how many people commented that kind of the one of the least exciting tips, which was how to show the battery percentage again, because when you update to Big Sur, if you had that showing before, that goes away. Uh, that seemed to be like the tip people were most excited about, even though I don't think it was the most exciting tip out of the video, weirdly. But I understand it. You gotta see that percentage. You gotta know what you're working with. Also today, I don't know if you guys, well, I'm recording this on Thursday, I guess, <laughs> to pull the curtain back. Hope that's not disappointing to people who thought this was actually being recorded on Friday. Uh, but today I actually released uh, the unbelievably useful new iPad productivity apps video. There's three apps this time. I didn't go crazy. Sometimes I've included like five or six or seven or 10 apps, just three. Uh, I kept it really focused. Um, I really wanted to make it more of an event, uh, you know, happening at the desk for this video, for each app. It was thoroughly researched and you got a bunch of angles. Uh, it, it really turned out well. I, I really liked, I'm proud of this video. Let's just say, I thought that it was gonna be popular. It probably will be. This series usually is iPad apps, but uh, the apps are particularly good. 
in this video. So if you haven't seen that, I really encourage you to go check it out either in the full form or on the Clips channel, either way. I see that the new Sony FX6 came out and it's kind of like somebody took the main camera, what I consider my main camera now, the A7S III. They took that sensor and instead of putting it in the body that it's in, the nice small, you know, full, it's full frame, but it's a compact body. They put, you know, that sensor in what's kind of like a step down. It's like an in-between step between the a7s3 and a cinema body the fx9 and i'm kind of thinking like oh yeah i need that i want that but but in reality it's like i don't really need that in fact i'd rather have another a7s3 probably at the end of the day but it's weird as a youtuber you kind of feel this draw towards equipment and you see other people getting other things and you're like oh well i need something crazier too but in honesty <laughs> i realize i really don't and especially for six grand, I, I don't really need to spend that kind of money. I've had a lot of compliments just lately on the quality of the footage. I think that's largely due to the a7S III, probably, mostly. So, you know, it's like, I, I, people are happy. I'm happy, people are happy. I don't really need to get on the equipment upgrade treadmill just because. You know, there's other things that I'd rather do to innovate my setup and the daily tech experience and I don't feel like I really wanna share those right now because <laughs> I can't give away the trade secrets. Uh, but there's there's other things that I, I'm planning on spending uh, some money on for the business to, to in some ways maybe revolutionize um, what somebody can do uh, for a tech video, like in, in this kind of a studio space. I'll just leave it at that. Uh, like, uh, you guys see me with the Apple stuff all the time, and sometimes I do get some review units, yes, but a lot of times, you know, the stuff that you see me with, it's stuff that I have purchased, it's my stuff, and just like you guys, I wait to get stuff. The HomePod Minis that came, those are my HomePod Minis. <laughs> I'm gonna set them up, I'm gonna continue using them, don't have to send them back, which is great, looking forward to that. I haven't torn into them yet. I had to get this podcast done, so delayed gratification there that's very tricky and i don't know i was thinking about doing an unboxing but i got mine so late even though i ordered them the day that they came out that you guys have seen a million unboxing videos so far probably but that doesn't mean i i won't or shouldn't do it uh because you know everyone brings their own unique perspective but maybe i should just test them get right into the review i don't know i'm thinking about it of course i still have not reviewed any of the new iphone 12s um, I feel like I, I want to spend a little bit of time with those before just jumping to conclusions uh, or just putting something up quick to try to get views. I think that's stupid. Yeah, I have an Android phone um, that somebody sent me just laying around. I don't think I'm gonna get to it, uh, unfortunately. Oh, I'll tell you guys what's new. Look at this. I was editing the most recent video. So I just upgraded Mac OS Big Sur and uh, I you know, stuck in five camera angles plus a screen recording. I think, what, what video was this? This was for the iPad video that I just mentioned. And wow, Final Cut was just rendering, rendering, rendering this multi-cam clip and it wouldn't stop rendering because I woke up at like six, started the process and you know, usually it's like 20 or 30 minutes you know, to finish if it's a crazy file like I'm talking about. It was rendering, rendering, rendering. It would get to 100% and then start over. Get to 100% and start over for like three hours. I finally called Final Cut support and Apple has really great pro services, pro app support. If you didn't realize that, use one of the pro apps. It's next level support. Uh, better than just regular 
Apple support, which is already pretty good. So I talked to a senior uh, support person. Guess what he says? Shut Final Cut and Option Command, click on it to launch it and it will erase all the preferences. And lo and behold, that fixed the issue. Can you believe that wasted three hours uh, with it sitting there? Which brings up another point. Somebody commented, you know, you're talking about all this good stuff in Big Sur. Why aren't you talking about any of the bugs and blah, blah, blah. Well, look. Uh, and he was like, you know, there's a million articles talking about all these bugs. How come you're not covering it? And I, I responded. I was like, and I don't usually respond to that kind of comment. But I was like, well, if there's all these people covering it, then I guess you don't need me to cover the same thing. And anyways, I said I made the video that I wanted to make, the exact video I wanted to make. And I'm happy that I did. And obviously other people are too, because they're clicking on it. You know, my channel tends not to be a negative energy channel. You know, I'll let other people complain. Uh, I'm focused on good stuff, usually, most of the time. And that doesn't mean that I won't complain if I need to. You guys saw the AirPods Pro uh, with that whole busted noise canceling situation and how much I've nagged and nagged and nagged about that. All right, let's talk about something I haven't seen anybody else really talking about, which surprises me, and that is whether or not you should get the silicone or the leather case for your new iPhone 12. Now, I actually got two uh, iPhone 12 Pro Maxes. You guys are sick of hearing me talking about it, right? One is actually a camera. That's the one in the silicone case here, and I'm just gonna treat it like a camera, interspersed with my Sony cameras, uh, whatever, I use it as the top-down camera for my recent iPad Pro apps video. And then my personal iPhone 12 uh, Pro Max has the leather case on it. I've seen a lot of people talking about uh, various case roundups, you know, get this one if you want a cheap case, uh, get this one if you want protection, but nobody has compared these specific cases. So uh, this is why this isn't going on the main channel, <laughs> but because it's not a huge deal, but I did want to talk about it briefly just because I know I was wondering which one should I get also. And there's only like a $10 difference, right? One thing you're gonna hear people say is that the leather case is gonna get scratched up very easily. And I don't know that I agree with that. I wouldn't characterize it as something that would get scratched up. If you use leather products ever, then you realize that the word is called patina. Over time, they kind of wear in and they develop some character, is how fans of leather accessories will put it. So as you use it, as you put it in and out of your pocket over time, yeah, it's not gonna look brand new, like you guys see right here. This is probably, you know, three or four or five days of use. <laughs> it still looks pretty brand new right now. And actually, as I'm looking, I do see a little scratch kind of running across the surface. I don't know if you guys will even be able to tell if you're looking at this on the Clips channel, but I don't particularly care. I know that leather uh, develops, right? Over weeks and months and even years. And two years from now, it's gonna look very different from how it looks right now on week one. This leather case here is $59 for the 12 Pro Max, at least, that I have. The silicone case, on the other hand, is only $49, and it comes in a different set of colors. And the big question that people seem to have about this one is whether or not it's going to collect lint in your pocket, if stuff is going to stick to it. That's kind of the big sticking point. And you know what? As I'm looking at it right now, uh, there is some stuff stuck onto it. So anyone that tells you that nothing is gonna stick to it is probably wrong, or lying, or doesn't understand. And the leather case, by the way, has nothing stuck to it and never does. Now, in terms of grip, I would say that the leather case is actually a little bit grippier 
If you feel it by itself, it feels a little bit smooth to the touch, and it is, but the silicone case, um, it's a little smoother, actually. It's nice and soft, feels good, but it is a little bit more slippery. In terms of protection, I mean, they both offer that same lip on the front, and they're really both about the same thickness. So for drop protection, I would say it's gonna be very, very similar. And maybe I would say that the silicone, it seems like it's a little bit more rubbery, bouncier. So maybe it would protect a little bit better with a four foot fall, I don't know. The buttons for each are both very easy to press. You know, I can't even tell a difference there. So overall, I would say they're very, very, very similar. They're even similarly priced. If I can make a recommendation to you, unless you just don't want something leather for animal cruelty reasons, which I understand and respect, I would say maybe go for the leather for that $10 upgrade. Uh, I like the feel of it better. I like the look of it better. Um, it just seems a little bit more premium. You know, I don't know if it's really worth saving that $10, uh, to be honest. And I'm looking forward to this thing kind of developing a character of its own. Let's talk a little bit about NVIDIA GeForce Now. This is a subscription service that lets you play a variety of games that I think most people would think of as like traditional or maybe more hardcore game type games, not just mobile games. The big news for Apple users is that GeForce Now is testing a Safari version that's gonna bring GeForce Now games to your iPad, to your iOS device, your iPhone, including Fortnite. So with GeForce, you own games and you are able to play those games on other devices. So cloud gaming and convenience sort of taken to a whole new level. And it allows for games to come to the iPad that either weren't designed for the iPad or just weren't available for the iPad for whatever reason. So it's gonna really increase what an iPad or an iPhone user is going to be able to do in terms of which games they can play, what they're limited to and what they're not. It's, it's a little bit less limiting. Let's just take a look at some of the games that are available. And actually the list is way too long to go through every single game, as you can see here. But Destiny 2 is gonna be on GeForce. Fortnite, of course, is gonna be on GeForce. Dauntless will be here. Counter-Strike, Global Offensive, that's obviously a big name for a lot of people. Apex Legends has built up a huge following. That's gonna be on GeForce. So some decent titles, some titles you've heard of before, plus lots of others that just weren't available on the iPad or on the iPhone before. And I should just pause to mention, the games that are gonna be available for GeForce users on the iPad, on the iPhone, are gonna be controller-only games at first, at launch, with this new Safari integration. I think the plans are in the future to bring touch controls uh, and open up the, the library of games you know, wider, but for now, you're gonna need a, a gamepad or a controller, something like the Razer Kishi or an Xbox or PlayStation controller or SteelSeries, whatever, to make this work. But this is gonna be, for the foreseeable future, the main way that somebody with an iOS or an iPad device is gonna be able to play Fortnite. And it's not as easy as if it was just available in the App Store. It is a workaround, you gotta jump through some hoops, but at least it's here if you really enjoy the game. Now, a lot of people are probably wondering, well, what's the quality gonna be like? Well, you're gonna be able to, to stream at 1080p, 60 frames per second, these games, which again, you do have to already own through your favorite game store. 
Now, in terms of pricing, you're looking at free for standard access. You're gonna be limited to a one hour session link though. So if you just wanna check it out though and see does it work, is it worth it? then at least that's basically gonna function as your free trial. Then the cheapest paid option is gonna be $4.99 per month, which is gonna give you an extended session length and you can turn RTX on. And then of course, if you wanna save a little bit of money, you know you're gonna get a lot out of it. There's a six month bundle, which is basically gonna save you a month's worth off your subscription. So it's really simple to get started, to get Fortnite back on your iPad or your iPhone, go to the NVIDIA GeForce Now website, create yourself an account, download the app, and then link up your game library. It's pretty much that simple. Actually, I should clarify, there's a specific link that you need to click if you wanna play your GeForce Now games through Safari, if you wanna access them in your browsers, Safari in particular. I'm gonna link that link up in the description, whether you're listening to the podcast or whether you're watching this clip on YouTube uh, to make it easy for you. And then it will actually prompt you to create a home screen shortcut on your iOS or your iPad device to get started. It's really simple. Just a word of advice in terms of game controllers, I tend to really like the Xbox controller for iPad games, for iPad content. On the iPhone side of things, uh, you guys might've seen my Razer Kishi video recently. That's a great game pad, a great game controller for the iPhone. It fits the iPhone 12 Pro Max, actually. Uh, will also work with the mini. But reminder, get yourself a gamepad because you're gonna need it, and I'll link up the ones that I've mentioned in the description as well. All right, let's talk about the HomePod and your home theater setup. Recently, Apple pushed out an update that's gonna let you use your HomePod or a stereo pair of HomePods with your Apple TV 4K to create a theater experience with Dolby Atmos or surround sound right in your home. Now, the HomePod mini just came out, Mine just arrived, like I said. I haven't set those up yet, but I did get this update and I wanted to talk about it a little bit here because it wasn't as straightforward as I thought it would be to make sure that my HomePod was set up and ready to go using Apple's Home app, which is what you have to use to update it. Um, and I just wanna go through the process because once I did figure it out, it was next level. It was so awesome. I love having my Apple TV audio content piping out through my original HomePod. And actually, ever since I got it set up with my original HomePod, I have not regretted it, I haven't taken it off, I haven't transferred the audio back to my TV, which has some nice uh, sound coming out of it by default all by itself. It's been a game changer for me. Uh, it has become my home theater sound. And I just have one. I haven't stereo paired it yet, which is something I'm now very interested in doing. All right, so in order to get this set up, you need to have a HomePod. You need to have an Apple TV 4K box. And if you have two HomePods, then great, all the better. But having one is the minimum and it works really great. I have mine kind of off under, you know, the, okay, let's back up. The TV is mounted over the fireplace. I've got a table, like a side table, you know, to the left of the fireplace that has like a lamp and the HomePod on it. So it's not directly underneath my TV by any means. And yeah, it is kind of off to the left, but I love it. I love the sound. It doesn't seem weird. It doesn't seem like it's coming way off from the side or anything. Um, so it works great. So having one will work good. And then of course you're gonna need an iPhone, an iPad, or an iPod Touch even to get this set up and working. Okay, the biggest thing here is that you have to have the HomePod in the same room as your Apple TV 4K device within Apple's Home app. The HomeKit experience is a little bit convoluted. I don't love the way that Apple has the Home app set up right now. 
It's a little bit confusing. I recently moved and I've kind of been resetting up all the smart home stuff from scratch. And so what you need to do is create a room for every room in your house, basically. And it's a little, the, the confusing part is that when you open up the app, you don't realize that the screen you're looking at, the home screen there, is a room. It's not your whole house. It's just a room. So if you're gonna have this in the living room, for instance, then create a room called living room uh, or whatever, great room, entertaining room, whatever, and put the Apple TV 4K in that room and put your HomePod in that room. If they're not in the same room within the uh, Home app, this is not gonna work. The rest of the setup was actually really easy. It was just messing around with that Home app uh, and getting the rooms all set up and the devices within the rooms that took me a little while. Because it's not something that I'd really spent a lot of time um, tweaking or getting just how I wanted in the past. I just hadn't been incentivized to do that. But now I'm trying to make sure everything is all set up, all the Hue you know, lights and, and smart home gadgets um, are properly set up within that home app. So it's worth spending the time because once you do, then it's just gonna make your life a lot easier. So next, you need to connect the HomePod to your Apple TV 4K. When you turn it on for the first time after you get this set up, all your rooms in the home app, it may just ask you, do you wanna use your HomePod as your uh, audio source? If so, great, it's just gonna be easier for you. If not, then you need to go into the settings and go into the audio and then manually select your HomePod or your stereo paired HomePods. Now, is this worth doing? Is it something you should do? The answer is, I think so. The HomePod sounds amazing all by itself. For music, for podcasts, you know, voice up, it's great. Why? Because it has surprisingly deep, rich bass for its size. <laughs> it has beamforming, you know, so it really creates a hi-fi audio experience, a smart audio experience. It can send out some pulses and know if it's right next to a wall and adjust you know, it's output based on that. And so it provides you with a really great experience. And it's if it's good for music, it's going to be good for your movies. When there's an explosion and something's rumbling, you know, it'll be satisfying with the HomePod. More so, obviously, than if you're just using the default speakers on your TV. Uh, that's for sure. And honestly, that's what I was doing so far. Uh, I've used several different sound bars and, and nice uh, home theater, theater setups in the past uh, for audio stuff. I actually sold a really nice LG system that I had, uh, which I kind of regret. But but just compared to you know a Vizio soundbar or or just a, like a cheap soundbar that you might get somewhere, I'd rather have the HomePod, honestly. Plus, versus a soundbar, for instance, it looks good just wherever you ha happen to set it. You know, it's not going to take up a lot of space. Um, so the output and the sound quality versus the size is just incredible. You don't find that in any other package. It's not laid out, taking up a bunch of space under your TV. Uh, you don't have to have a bunch of satellites all around you for something that sounds really nice and immersive. Is it better than like a five or 7.1 surround sound system? Well, no, obviously not. But uh, it's a huge step forward from your TV speakers and I would say from lots of the sound bars that are out there, to be honest, from the few days, about a week that I've been using it. I just highly, highly recommend it. So hopefully this was helpful for you getting that set up. All right, you know, um, I don't know. I was gonna talk about Apple Watch bands and some other stuff, but I think for right now, I'm gonna wrap it up. Hopefully this was useful to you guys. Uh, don't forget to check out our Daily Tech Clips channel. If you don't want or don't have time uh, to go through, you know, a 12, 15 minute video 
every day, but you want the individual segments, you want to pick and choose a la carte, you know, go check that out. Also, if you're not already, follow us on uh, Twitter and Instagram. It's at Daily Tech in both of those places, spelled Daily T-E-K-K, of course. And I'll catch you guys in the next video, podcast, tweet, or whatever. Later. Welcome to the other party out of When you know we getting lit and come alive. And you know we got a light so we gon' shine. And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah. Welcome to the other party out of When you know we getting lit and come alive. And you know we got a light so we gon' shine. And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah. Since all 12 are giving you the heat, the reviews from Chris, you gotta see. Daily Tech got the facts that you need. And it's a whole crew you gotta meet. After party, it's the place you gotta be. And you can't really beat it cause it's free. Trying to give you unbiased critiques. Quality, you should take it from me. Cause we care about our customers. Pull up a seat, got a whole team. Giving you the best and do it by any means. Brand new Mac and know it's looking clean. It's the after party, live from the mommies. Wanna cop something, shouldn't be a doubt about it. Looking for great reviews, then you found it. Connecting with the fans, hope you get a lot out of it. Yo. Welcome to the other party, out of When you know we getting lit and come alive. And you know we got a light so we gon' shine And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah Welcome to the other party, got that vibe Well, you know we getting lit and come alive And you know we got that light so we gon' shine And we talking to the fans, it's the time, yeah